0: Polyhedron is a production of Headcannon Games, LLC. Please bookmark Headcanon Games for the latest in Polyhedron news. Polyhedron is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you would like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com polyhedron. Now on with your show. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co-hosts here, Ryan. Oh my god, dragon DragonCon! And Scott.
1: Oh, the dragon, it comes. It wakes.
2: Mm-hmm. We have summoned him forth
1: with our
2: body damnable odor. sobriety. With our, with our <laughs> body odor and <laughs> lack of things to do other than watch TV from 15 years ago. <laughs> This is, this is
1: what we, we get what we deserve.
0: Yep. Um, <laughs> we get the dragon we deserve. <laughs> it's not the dragon we wanted, it's the dragon we deserve.
1: That's right. Uh, so yeah, I know we, uh, week, a week from the recording of this podcast, we'll be uh, at Dragon Con. Just, holy crap. It's, I mean, yeah. w-
2: I mean, we're, we're actually like, we're not doing a, a get together or anything, but we're no, we, pr- we as a group would be, Relatively easy to find if you want to, like, get one of us.
0: Yeah. Well, here, here's the well, clarification, everyone. Uh, this is going to get released after Dragon Con. Uh hey, Do you want me to start over so you don't No, it's fine. I don't no, give a shit.
1: Fine. We're doing the podcast.
0: All right. Yeah, fine. Right, we'll do it live. Yeah, we'll do it live. Fuck we're, it. We're <laughs> doing it. We're doing it live.
2: I'm sorry. I didn't even realize. I, I, that makes sense, I thought though. we were release it. Ah, whatever.
1: Anyway, We release fine.
0: every two weeks. Ah, we just fine, released whatever. one. Okay, fine.
2: Oh. Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. We got ahead of the game for once. That's why I'm confused.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we're not recording at the last but minute. But anyway, so
1: as of listening to this, uh, we will have destroyed a great p- percentage of our brain cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be
2: tired and ridiculous. We'll have uh, laughed, w- cried on the floor of the Hilton. Yeah, <laughs> it,
1: will, it will be a whole thing. Discovered
2: we'll... a new form of life on the floor of the, Ma- the Marriott.
1: <laughs> Too many Deadpools. Way too many Deadpools. Yeah, too uh, much
2: Overwatch. Yeah,
1: too much Overwatch. Overpools. So many Ricks. So, yeah, so
0: much Rick. So many Ricks. Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick! I've oh already man, seen I hope Rick. there's a Pickle Rick.
1: I've seen a Pickle Rick costume ready to go.
0: Alright. So, uh, when you're hearing this, um, obviously we're recording this before Dragon Con. We'll give you sort of our summation sometime in the future. Because we got a lot of really cool things coming down the pipeline. Be on the lookout for that. I, uh, I promise it'll be really cool, but we gotta line things up just right. Uh, so let's head on into the news. Other than DragonCon. Oh, God. Uh let so Let's, much, let's so get backing. right into the news. Um... Uh something that I have neglected to say and I want to make make up for that is um uh the Cobalt Press guys, um, they haven't launched their own Patreon. It is called Warlock. And you can go to www.patreon.com slash cobalt press. I'll put the link in the show notes. And basically what it is is they want to expand their Midgard material. They want to expand their setting of Midgard, and they're doing it via the Patreon Patreon. So every so often they will publish new material. Uh if you get certain uh if you're a high enough patron, you'll get access to certain things and or influence the content itself. So please go over there. You've, You've listened to them. They're really cool guys. Give them, give them a buck, give them five bucks, just like us, just support them and get sort of this new model of, of uh, RPG creation a shot. I think it'll be really really cool. Oh yeah, they're, they're friends of the show, so help them out. Also,
2: yep. Warlock is the sweetest class, so yes. you should totally give them money.
0: Yeah, um, and so that's that's what they're uh, uh, they're all about. And then other news, we got ourselves. Uh, a little update from Wrath and Glory, as I mentioned on the last episode. Uh, U- Ulysses Spila, which I was corrected on the pronunciation of the company, did their big Gen Con seminar. And they talked a lot about all the different games they have, but the one I'm most excited about is Wrath and Glory. And how they basically explained it is, <laughs> and I quote, multiple times was mentioned, a broad and comprehensive rulebook. So if you particularly want to play a game with Eldar Ooh. or Orcs, or space marines, or humans, or whatnot. You will be able to do it. It is. It is absolutely set in the um, eighth edition uh, Warhammer 40k universe. Um, it looks very interesting. They're going to use d sixes. They're going to pull a lot from Torg and a few of these other games that they have access to. So they couldn't get into a lot of detail because every answer was was <laughs> every question was answered with broad and comprehensive rulebook because a lot of people are like can you do this can you do that will mm-hmm. we be able to do that one thing i was concerned about because he kept saying this going to be a broad <laughs> and comprehensive rulebook so he's, they're like you may be able to do mixed parties mm-hmm. and that's going to be really hard because space marine with a human in it doesn't just, doesn't equate very just well
2: just like just like white wolf d20 why <laughs> is this demon in a party with a werewolf and a vampire why
0: Why? Why? And a Highlander. And you've house ruled a Highlander in here for some reason. (laughs) Sure.
2: He's a hunter who's a Highlander.
0: (laughs) Um, It looks very cool. I'm a little concerned that they're going to be able to balance it out. But what they will be doing after the main broad and comprehensive rulebook... Is a rata after a rata after a rata. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Likely. No, what they're actually going to do is instead of doing like a race book, they're going to do what they call campaign books, where they're going to set one big story arc in the new universe... Mm -hmm. That's going to probably focus around one, particularly one race or one theme. So we'll have That's the Eldar cool. campaign, which will have all the information about all the Eldar stuff you'll need to know to be cool.
1: Eldar. The Trinity Universe stuff kind of did that a little bit um, uh, with uh, the alien races. They had a they had a, a, a series of adventures that were all based around encountering the various aliens that were in the universe, and all of those had, like, information on the races and all that good stuff. Yep. So... I, I, look, it.
0: I look forward to it um the, again no release date uh set for it but probably within the next six months i would say eight months to a year uh that give or take cool
1: uh i got some news that i've heard about uh green ronin uh has is doing uh rpg based off the expanse uh, which is a novel and tv series that i utterly love it's it's super hard sci-fi with weird like alien biotech nonsense is right the hell up my alley. If you guys are interested in like really good cutting edge sci-fi, I check, I recommend the books and the series. Uh, and they're making a role playing game out of it, which makes me super excited because that's one hell of a setting.
0: I'm down for that. I want some gritty, hard sci-fi. I want some, I don't want fantasy just mask. I don't want my best fantasy masquerading as science fiction. Mm -hmm. I want some real, like you are just a dude, you're a pilot or mechanic or a thing. And maybe you're a little bit weird because you live out from outer space, right? but I want a cool. sort of ground-to-earth-ness. But and to in,
1: in kind of an update of, uh, of topics past, uh, Gen Con just happened, uh, and White Wolf did another round of their alpha <laughs> uh, for Vampire 5, uh, and the they haven't released any of the documents yet, but I've gotten some, some secret backdoor intel uh, based on some people who've played it, and um, that indicates that all the shit that we were really, like, troubled about uh, and had some concerns on, like, more of a, uh,
2: you know, social-political level... I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Please yeah. tell me what uh,
1: it's. It got totally gutted out and revised. Oh, and revised. God.
2: Thank God. I, uh, I thought they were going to do the millennial thing and double down.
1: Oh, no, no, they, <laughs> they apparently didn't double down. Um, they did... They Basically, they, they brought in someone to do a rewrite uh, on some stuff. Uh, and like the triggered stuff and the weird, you know, rapey toriador stuff.
2: I mean, uh, yeah, I was just, if they had gone double down on it, it's like you have to cuck someone <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Jesus. as a high-end as a thing, yeah. like you thing. Just... Uh,
1: also, uh, I believe we had mentioned previously the guy who wrote the uh, vampire mobile game uh, who had intruded some really weird transphobic stuff in there is no longer working for them.
2: Um, well, all right. They shored that all. They showed yeah, that all. Well, I mean, it, they did it politely.
1: They did it Swedishly. Oh, um, <laughs> right, yeah.
2: So they gave him six weeks.
1: No, no. They just they just basically. It, it, well, apparently that's a business practice: is that you don't really make a big deal of you know internal changes. They just did not renew his contract, um, and yep. just you know very quietly handled it, which. I can understand that, but given the outcry and given the the, the sort of the branding issue, uh, I don't. I I, I I think that they might have wanted to have.
2: There might be laws against that. There might
1: know. have might have been laws against. I
2: believe it. that public executions are actually against <laughs> the rules in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You can't be hung high. Uh, they have lots of workers' rights
1: true enough but i mean he's not a swedish person so i don't know how maybe no
0: rules. anyway
1: but anyway apparently he's no longer working for them uh which is heartening just because he uh, like during gen con someone like got found something that's like hey you know that shit that white wolf says he's not doing and they've found no evidence of here's evidence of him doing it like, it, it just, it, it got, a new thing came to light. So, yeah, no, that's, those, those are good signs. I mean, I'm still concerned because, well, it, it got to, it was that way, uh, but we'll see how that They're all They're doing some out. course correction. Hopefully. Hopefully they it's are doing still some course correction. Um, didn't, Alpha. also
0: during Gen Con, they announced that Mark Reinhagen is back on?
1: Yeah, they did. Mark Reinhagen, uh, who is who is original White Wolf uh, vampire guy, is back on. Uh, we'll see. Yep. Uh, how that works out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say about that. Um, so we'll Did, see how that works well, out.
2: Yep. Do you have an idea what machinery was in this particular alpha that they were focusing on?
1: I think it was pretty much the same thing. I think they the were hunger. probably focusing on the fact that they had it they had to change a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, thus, that's
0: reasonable. Uh, and, thus, uh, and, and I think they're probably getting some good feedback for how the hunger mechanic works. And I bet they just want some more data to say before they make some fundamental change yeah, that they've looked yeah. at, they want to go, okay, let's give it another round of a uh, good round of, uh, of, I really want to
1: go I really want to go to Tampa by night, which is the next big, like white wolf centric event. Um, but I can't because there's a buffer LARP on that day mm-hmm. on that weekend. Um, but it really sounds cool because underground theater is going to have, having having events there. And there's probably, I believe there's going to be a Nordic style, white wolf sponsored larp which uh god i want to do it
0: you just want to get into that I experience just want to, i just
2: want to get in there i want to know have you ever seen no game no life by any chance like an anime called no game no life no i have not i'll link you a scene about rock paper scissors oh
1: god chops are so bad
2: i know but They're so bad there's an entire scene in that in that anime where someone chess master like chess masters it and just mm-hmm. goes down like Here's how I knew what you were going to do. Oh, God, with, with an it. And, I, and it just made me think of it just made me think of it. Like it made me think of <laughs> chops so hard because I was well, like, Well, oh, I well no. I
1: mean I, I use like
2: cards. Well now that's all, well because... that's all that's all gone now. Yeah. But it's kind of an old that's like a it's I don't know, it's an old stereotype, but it's a yeah, funny one at least.
1: It's... Anyway, we should get on to our topic.
0: Oh, yeah. Sure. Well we're finishing up the last of the RPG a day questions, so there's eleven of them this time. We should be doing twenty one to thirty one. Yep. Oh, man, uh, we're going to have to hit the gas. I, I promise gas. you, after this episode, we'll get into more cooler content. This is just because we have Dragon Con swallowing us up. I don't all. know. I, I like these. These are fun. Yeah, they All are.
1: right, so, 21. Which RPG does the most with the least words?
0: <laughs> hmm. So,
1: something that's sort of concise, something that get gets in and out. Um, I don't know. I'll go with... The Buffy Angel series, that's pretty concise. They don't, yep. they don't, that, those are pretty compact uh, books that nonetheless really uh, evoke their themes, and, and yeah, those aren't big, loaded books, like uh, some I could mention.
0: Yeah, that happen to be on my shelf right now. Yeah. Uh, As I he stares longingly say... exalted. I would have to Hmm. Uh, I have been reading Shadow uh, Run Anarchy, but that doesn't qualify because it uses so much other content from all these other books or yeah. supplement it. It doesn't. That absolutely doesn't qualify. Mm-hmm. I would have to say, off the top of my head, I would look at Fate. is pretty damn concise. Now they do have some weird ideas and perspectives on their mechanics, mm-hmm. but one, but there's a core there that's pretty tight. Cool. Uh, I would agree.
2: I've mentioned never after a bunch of times. I mean that that the rule book for that game is about under 30 pages, like character creation, mm-hmm. machinery and everything under 30 pages and by the time you're done, you'll you have a very very well fleshed out character with a lot of theme behind it. It's a lot like Fate in the, you know, you're, you 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 kind of declare some stuff about yourself in, within the you theme codify your, it. You codify some stuff about yourself within the theme of your character and stuff. So that really that really does lend to a pretty well fleshed out character, and the numbers are pretty easy to digest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, uh, all right. Number twenty two. Which RPG is easiest for you to run? Uh, I have. It, it's called Amber. <laughs> uh, there are no dice. I could literally start running a game game of Amber right now. Uh, it's it's
0: hey, it's si- got. We're already playing. Oh Please, shit! No. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, it just has the, the core system is, is is uh really goddamn simple. Uh, there's no like heavy mechanics to it. Um, you can do character creation fairly quickly uh, and get started uh, with uh, little to no problems. It's really it's really good.
0: Mm, so, what would be the easiest for me to run? Off the top of my head. Well,
2: Exal- there's no answers in the exalted book yeah, sure. no, no, <laughs> no, no, no 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 it's
0: uh, i was thinking black crusade but i say black crusade for nearly everything so i need to figure out something else to say um i would say currently probably the easiest to run right now i could run shadow R- run anarchy in a moment because it's actually ex- if you take out all like the npcs and stuff mm-hmm. it's a like, super lean book and the mechanics are super dirt simple
2: i mean obviously fifth ed for me because oh. i just i know it like the back of my hand at this mm-hmm. point um I mean, in Bawferlarp's sense, any of the games. (laughs) I I could produce a scenario and machinery and stats and stuff in, like, five minutes for any of the games I've been playing for seven years, but that's, you know, par for the course, right?
1: Yep, yep, because those are super, super simple. All right, Uh, which RPG has the most jaw-dropping layout?
0: Ooh. Uh, That that ties, that question is very similar to the art book one. Yeah, it's very
1: similar to the art book one. Uh, let's see here. Let me, let me. Now,
0: layout is also, because I've actually experimented with layout stuff, you have to think of it about, it's also about the design of where things are, Yeah, how well it's laid out, aka not how White Wolf books are. Mostly. (laughs) Right, so
2: like the, yeah, like trying to blend mechanics, the moment you start trying to blend mechanics too much into the, into the pretty words, Mm -hmm. you've already fucked up. So, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll just basically give my same answer, Trinity, um, because, uh, the 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 in play section is super slick and the fact that they separate the in play and the out of play section um, very firmly um, there's not like there's no mechanics at all in the in the in the in play section right uh, period end of story um,
0: and, and it's the, very clearly delineated yeah, it's between, between the two. two
1: yeah well one's full color the other's black and white one's on glossy paper the other's not um, and just it's a it's a very different uh, different feel for each sections now there's setting information in the out of play section but that setting information is is out of play setting information it's objective it's objective it's talking about the setting in an objective out of play sense whereas the in play information is all in play uh and very evocative
0: i would have to go with uh the hunter of the reckoning book it's mm-hmm. very evocative. It's got very cool designs. It's all black and white. It gives you a very noirish feel. Uh the mechanics are pretty pretty stock standard for a White Wolf book. And and it, it definitely gives the some of the shadow work they do with the art, it's very well put together to where it just it makes you feel like you're dealing with conspiracy theories and, and things that go bump in the night. So I'd have to go with that for right now.
2: I mean I've, I said this last time. I I just don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care. All
1: right, fair enough. All right. <laughs>
2: abstained. All right.
1: Number twenty four. Share a pay what you want publisher who should be charging more. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like I don't really
0: Cobalt Press. Cobalt Press should yeah, give yeah, them everything. Hey.
2: You hear they got a Patreon going. Yeah, they, yeah, they got a Patreon hey. going check it out.
1: You know what? I uh I don't I don't think that any pay what you want uh publishers should charge more i think pay what you want is a really good model for small games and indie yep. games uh and i think that that i i, I encourage that model to exist
0: yeah it, so it absolutely I, I don't
1: true. i don't if a, if a publisher wants to go pay what you want um i think that that's their choice and they should they should go with that and if they want to start charging not pay what you want prices then good for them
0: yeah, and, and it's it, you because the customer ultimately is one who assigns the value, right? Mm-hmm. Either pay you one or not, because if it's too expensive for what you think the quality is, don't buy it. And that's that easy. Uh,
1: okay. Um, Ryan, I'm assuming you don't have anything to I say have about no this. opinion. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah,
2: I like free. Good. <laughs> yeah, free is good.
1: Number 25 What is the best way to thank your GM? Ooh.
2: Well, there's traditional methods yeah. of our people, <laughs> of Mountain Dew and Cheetos. There is that,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, hel- helping out with logistics, um, being a team player, just in general. Uh, no, never, uh, never, never discount the earnest like thank you. Like, oh, absolutely. Thing, like, that was a really cool session. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, man. You know, um,
0: you tell know, them what you liked about it. Yeah, and- give
1: honest giving honest feedback. Yeah. um, is is a good thing. Um, you know, if it's not mission critical, f- negative feedback, maybe just don't.
0: Yeah. I think, I think can you can let slide. If, let if, if slide. you can let it
1: slide, let it slide. I feel like
2: we're all just kind of. I mean, we all kind of agree on this. It's just like, yeah, be nice. Also, help. Also, like, I don't know. Do your best to keep the table focused as a person. Yeah. At Actually, the table.
0: I'm going to be more specific. I think if you really want to thank your GM when the GM says, "I need you to do X" or "Let's do Y." Go along with it. Try to look at it from their perspective, and then maybe things will go... Because then they'll go, okay, you're you're getting into what I'm... You're picking up what I'm putting down. Right, yeah. And that's really... The cooperative nature is very important. I think ultimately that will produce a better game, and it will make the GM go, you know what, everyone's cooperating and going along with stuff, so let's do that.
2: But, I mean, long and short of it, I always say thank you at the yeah. end mm-hmm. for running at the end of every game I've ever played for the last... Yeah. Ten years, so I, I try. So you know.
1: All right. Uh, which RPG provides the most useful resources?
0: Hmm, that's an uh, interesting like in play, question.
1: Like out of play, whatever. Um, I don't know. I think probably D and D. I mean, they. I mean, they've got they've got probably. I mean,
2: they have the most like accessible. Yeah. If you don't want to pay for those rules, you don't have to pay. Like, you can get a hold of as much D and D as you want without the pretty books well
1: yeah and there's all sorts of like character generators and and,
0: the and Beyond and and, and fan hacks and fan all the stuff
2: yeah yeah lots lots of wikis about like you know just homebrew yeah, content that's actually relatively good yeah
0: I would say that is definitely I would also say not specific to one RPG but in general Roll20 is a very very good resource for yeah. you out of play it can host a whole bunch of character sheets it can roll dice it can do if, images it can do if you music. wish to pay if you wish to pay, pay.
1: Yeah. d
2: Beyond also has a very similar sort of thing, but it's like it's not very super useful unless you pay.
1: <laughs> and uh, I mean, we don't haven't really seen it in action, but the storyteller's vault for uh, the new White Wolf stuff mm-hmm. that looks pretty pretty. It looks good. Let's see how good it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, uh, what are your essential tools for good gaming?
0: Hmm.
2: Enough dice. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Everyone needs to have their own dice. Everyone
2: has their own dice. That is part of it. And, you know, everyone rolls their eyes right now. And Mm -hmm. I I hear you rolling your eyes, audience. But apparently you ain't seen the shit I seen.
0: (laughs) I I just... uh, uh, Our buddy Ari keeps taking our dice to their werewolf game. I'm like, bring your own dice. Mm. You've taken up money. Filthy dice toucher. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, no dice. uh, I would say um, probably... Hmm... Mood music, probably might might be a good good tool.
2: Um, My trusty laptop,
1: trusty laptop. Yeah, um,
0: a- I would say a nice. And this is more for the GM. Mm-hmm. Make sure you really understand your setting. Like, yeah, if you're running something out of the book, mm-hmm. your players are probably going to come. If you're if you're going to run Shadowrun, Run, you need to do some reading. And run Shadowrun. Oh yeah. You, Unless you're specifically, hey guys, this is going to be a really weird, offbeat Shadowrun game. Make sure you understand what you're getting into. You know,
1: what, you know. What I'll say for like a dice-heavy game like Shadowrun or Exalted, a die roller, like a like a like a, mm-hmm. an, an app, ba- a phone app-based die roller.
0: Uh, I have no idea. Like after, like was it after about like. 10 sessions of running your exalted game we are like we're going to dice roller because our dice rolls are super huge murphy
2: murphy just wrote one in java like (laughs) while we were (laughs) sitting there it's like she's like i can't i can't do this anymore if if,
1: if the game has just shit tons of dice uh, just computerize that shit it'll make your life better yep uh all right so what film slash series is the biggest source of quotes for your game so I guess that's really well, like, I, guess, I guess like sort of table talk out of play. Quippy, oh, like quippy ha- nonsense. When well, we get
2: quippy and stupid, yeah. I mean, we all love Rick and Morty. All,
1: yeah, Rick and Morty is Mighty
0: probably. Python. Come on, guys! I no, you know not me,
1: not me. I I used to be big into the Python. Um, I, I usually I usually just sing
0: a, a song. Yeah, with
1: like song like, ly- song lyrics,
2: song lyrics is actually yeah. where it comes from because like sometimes it's singing like the right. Yeah. Song well, and well, the right th- 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 moment this is this way funnier. This
1: is this is one of my favorites. Um, you know, I just I just want to know what love is. I want you to tell me. <laughs> I want to know what love is. <laughs> I need you to show me. Just like say it in that conversational. Yeah, you say like, it conversationally. Like or that that that. that Oh God I love the best it that part is
2: up. when someone does it without realizing it oh, and then yeah. you point it out and they get upset well, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or,
1: or, or you or you jump in and do it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's I mean yeah. so
2: really at the end of the day like I think the answer to that is most like famous song lyrics are yeah. usually like where we in
1: well, because they're you know they're usually at least semi poetic and they can they have their own. They,
2: rhythm. Have, a, they, have, they have a rhythm, have a rhythm,
0: rhythm r- and rhyme to rhyme them, and,
2: and you have a much higher chance of landing that one oh, in terms yeah. of a joke because and, someone. Yeah, will,
0: because because you say it, then you're like, I know what Scott's going about to start thinking right mm-hmm. now. He's going to think the rest of this. And lyric. also,
2: the person you're saying it to will know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like they'll actually know the cultural reference you're making because not or, everyone watches a lot of movies, not everyone watches a lot of TV, but a lot of people have listened to you know music,
1: <laughs> or, or even better, it'll take them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or And they'll
2: realize what happened later and yeah. get angry about it. That's, yeah, my, that's so it. good. Mwah. Mwah. Yum.
0: Oh, by the way, I'm going to intercede real quick. I think, Scott, you have stumbled upon our first potential t-shirt design for our game, Filthy Dice Toucher. Okay. It says on enough. the t-shirt, mm-hmm. Filthy Dice Toucher.
1: I dig it. I like it. Um, all right. So, number 28. No, sorry. That was 28. Uh, what has been the best run RPG Kickstarter that you have backed? Mm. 7C.
0: Exalted. 3rd edition. The best uh most successful if, if read the question again
1: yeah hold on all right no it doesn't say most successful it's the best run
0: RPG oh, kicks best run um yeah, that, sorry yeah I've, I was I'm, about to say I you shut your
1: filthy horn yeah back. I'm backing
0: up that was like two and a half years before I got my book
1: yeah no 7c actually came out real damn quick um the book is very beautiful. Um, and like the, all of the digital content that, cause that, that was promised has been hitting my, hitting my drive through RPG, like fucking clockwork.
0: Good. That's very good. That's how exactly how it's supposed to be. Um, I would say the most successful that I've actually backed, I think it was the uh, werewolf 20. That was pretty good. Yeah.
1: I mean, that took a while. Yeah. But. It's, it was pretty
0: good. It wasn't as bad as Exalted. It was nowhere near as bad nowhere near third as third long edition. and bloated. Now it's a very big book. It's very big that. book.
1: Very pretty book. Very well done book.
0: Yeah, uh, but I, that would be if I we had to go back to the ones I've actually backed. Mm-hmm. That one would be one. Now I kind of wish I'd backed uh, the King in Yellow. Yeah, that one looked cool. That looks weird. Super weird.
2: I'm a bad person. I don't. I don't do that.
0: It's All okay. Nice. It's okay.
2: I only take part in. The, the fruits of their labors. I, I nah. don't I don't pay for it before it's out.
0: No, all it's right. okay. You're cons- you're a, a or or at consumer. all. Yeah. Actually,
2: I usually don't ever ever buy RPG books because I can't afford them.
1: So this <laughs> is this one's kind of a kind of an easy one because we already all do it, um, and we don't really need to to project our hopes and dreams on it. Um, Ooh, what, I like where this is going. <laughs> what is an RPG genre mashup that you would most like to see? We, we play in multiple oh, multi, no. multi-genre <laughs> games
2: my, my entire in my entire 20s has been defined by multi-genre <laughs> genre. games yeah okay,
0: so let's let's reframe the question slightly mm-hmm. what two genres would you want to see mashed up in one game in one game and like, can't be and I'm gonna if you're gonna go sci-fi fantasy be try to be specific with each each of them mm-hmm. don't just say sci-fi fantasy because that's generic.
1: Um. Let's see. Uh. Okay. Here's one that I'd like to see. Uh. And it's one that hopefully one day we will see. Uh. Cosmic horror and superheroes.
0: Oh. Uh. Yeah. I know. Because uh, <clears throat> of
1: uh our for our good good friend of the show Michael Goodwin's uh, Grimwatch, um, uh property uh, which he's been developing for a while. I really hope we get to see it one day. I love every little bit of what I've seen of it, and it is just it is. Gut wrenching, cosmic, like you know, nihilist horror combined with like kind of, kind of Hellboyish level superhero. Yeah, that's
0: it's a brilliant. It's a it really is a brilliant setting. Uh, Unfortunately, I'll I'll talk to you a little bit later about that. But it's one of those situations. It's it's a brilliant idea, and uh, I highly encourage anyone to look into that. That's it's an amazing idea. Um, I think the two genres I would want. Hmm, that's really hard. Ryan, you got anything off the top of your head? I, I mean, moments? I
2: love anything like properly mixed with some kung fu shit.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: like cyberpunk kung fu shit, sure. Like, yeah. act- and and not like shadow the way Shadowrun does it. Like, not I'm a street samurai. No, you know cyberpunk.
0: I, not not a true cyberpunk. Yeah,
2: what I mean like is a setting where like augmented people still do do the shit like do the kung fu do the styles. you want it it.
1: with the wuja tropes
2: yeah the wuja tropes but i don't know cybernetically enhanced people if they or some that'd be you know in in place of the forbidden medicine techniques Mm -hmm. if you want i don't know that sounds like it would be fun
0: uh what i like and i don't see it too much there are a couple games that try to do it post-apocalyptic fantasy like real yeah. like like give me because uh one that comes off my head to kind of, uh, somewhat of an example of it mm-hmm. is um uh, Deadlands hell on earth. Oh yeah. yeah. That yeah. that is western that is post apocalyptic western uh-huh. essentially uh, because it comes off the deadlands uh, western game. Yeah. So something with a little more fantasy to it uh not like uh, a little bit of ruheim that we have in uh, yeah, some
1: alacra it, it is
0: kind of post apocalyptic it
1: is it is very much post apocalyptic but it's Tolkienian as fuck
0: yeah that's i would like to see something really like like i want zombie magic mutants uh that's what kind of what i want mm-hmm. um and but a hard scrabble game like it's like 50 50 shot, do or die. Yeah, you really, gotcha. you really like that
2: stuff, man. I don't understand
0: it. Okay, actually, that is going to potentially be one of our episodes coming up. We're going to talk about like the idea of like chump deaths and and man conservation. And resources I don't think we will that.
2: ever probably disagree as hard and as virulently as that episode then, then because then I that think, is a great idea. I think for us it's to dive into. I think hard scrabble is garbage. I think it's terrible.
0: That's fine. It's fine. Uh, so everyone, just keep your ear out. Oh, well, that may be coming down the pipe. Yeah.
1: All right, and our final question, number thirty-one: What do you anticipate the most for gaming in
2: twenty eighteen? <laughs> There's not going to be a twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
1: Speaking Stupid. of post-apocalyptic, uh, yeah. Well, that's when we—that's the year we we discover whether or not we're a country anymore. Yeah, it's kind um, of. Uh, I will say, House of the Blooded Two,
2: one hundred Nazi scalps.
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, House uh, of the Blooded Two is what I'm looking forward most to. Uh, the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it will be coming sometime soon. Uh, at least that's what the noises are. I really want to see that game given some love and update, uh, because I've been following it since, since its inception, and the possibility of the Amber port makes me uh, excited in ways that I shouldn't talk about on uh, live mic. Save for Dragon Con.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's mine.
0: Uh, actually... Um... What, what was it? Uh, go, I'll remember after, uh, after Ryan goes.
2: Oh, shit. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't have any particular game setting that I pro- love enough or know that is coming out in 2018 that I'm anticipating. I mean, the King in Yellow seemed pretty neat when I looked at the Kickstarter. I really just want to be at more than one table. Like, that's like, yeah. is, that, is, that an, is that is that wrong? Like, I just want to have, be in more than one game. Like, sure. that would be super you're, you're, great. You're, you're
1: not wrong. My, I, I've been feeling the tabletop urge start to bubble up real hard recently so they'll to, probably will i'm just about to
2: start a D&D and D off game my plate. i gotta get oh, a few shit. things off my plate i'm running there yeah like my my co-workers pressed me hard enough i'm gonna run D. oh man for them and Murphy get and I, I i tweeted this and it got the most retweets i've ever gotten on anything and it's like i'm starting to develop a DD campaign after more than a, almost a decade, I'm remembering why I waited that long. <laughs> I
0: mean, not... I mean,
2: The tools are good. now. there's plenty of tools out there. Yeah. It's just... I'll know how I feel about it the moment...
1: The dice start we, we, rolling.
2: The, the, well, the moment we get at the table and I feel out, like, having to be creative on the fly again.
1: Oh, yeah. Because
2: for some reason, I can do it like a motherfucker... Like when you're PCing, when I'm PCing, and all that, but when it's like I have to build you a world, it, I, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> a way whole harder. Whole new world. Yeah, I mean that's right. That's right. Just sing for me.
0: No, sing you it. don't want me to sing. That was probably the best I'll ever do. It's
1: true. You don't. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, probably
0: true. Yeah. Um, I actually figured out what mine is. I want to see the By Night Studios, I forgot what they called it, it's the next book for Matt Vampire the Massacre. Oh
1: yeah, the, the second edition, or second, whatever. Volume, yeah, uh, volume 2. Man. Volume, volume two.
0: 2. I want to see Volume 2, because I play Underground Theater, the they're revamping. very much by the book, people, <laughs> but it will have expanded rules for everything, and as bo- as comprehensive as the main book is...
2: Will the influence system make sense, finally? Will it?
0: Uh, but... I just, it needs more for, to do really good, like, global play, it needs a lot more, so it can really flesh out a lot of concepts. Yeah, plus
1: it'll have stuff like Dark Ages content, and, and that yeah. good stuff, which, Dark Ages is fun.
0: Best mysticism.
1: Best mysticism. Yeah, that too.
0: Uh, but Dark Ages, totally, because I personally, me and you and Scott have talked about this, it's the best, one of the best settings for Vampire, I think. Yeah, I mean, it really is. If you want to get the, sort of... Dracula feel, but you also kind of want the modern po- politics. Mm. If you want
2: everything to be wet and made of granite. <laughs> <laughs> there's that, yeah. Also, plague is a concern.
1: But anyway, those are the 31 questions oh, for no. RPG A Day 2017. I hope our labors have pleased you.
0: I, ho- I hope they were entertaining enough. A niff. <laughs> uh, we got a little time, so if there's anything you guys want to chit-chat about, anything you want to discuss about this uh, question, or whatnot.
1: I don't know. I mean, Dragon Con is a thing. Um... Well, okay. I mean, I've been uh, I've I've been working my way through Dishonored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally got through all of the DLC for the first game, um, which was really cool. Like, I, I don't remember why I hadn't played those before. Um, Dowd as a main character is really interesting. I just I killed everything. <laughs> I, I, Sometimes in Dishonored, it's
2: fun to just kill everything. Well, it's
1: it's one of those things where it's like I, I had just finished a, a a low chaos playthrough with Corvo. I was fine with that. I didn't need to do a high chaos playthrough. And Dowd's the fucking knife of Dunwall. Like he's a hard motherfucker. And actually, um, I started trying to do like stealthy, sneaky, compassionate. It's actually much harder to do. Oh yeah. Uh, like especially the first cup. Like the first level, I tried for a good like three hours to mm. be very stealthy and whatnot until I just sort of something snapped in my head and I'm like, nope, all of them are fucking dying. Uh, it's much easier to do that. You
2: have displeased me. In
0: in, in the first one, I did do the low chaos, and mm-hmm. then the second, I did Corvo as a high chaos, just yeah. to get a different feel. Oh, it's so fun! <laughs> it when you get the right ones, where you just like poof, you turn to ash instantly. Oh yeah, the shadow uh,
1: the shadow kill is like once you get that ability, there's it it's like why don't i just kill you disappear that makes my life easier
2: i mean my personal favorite was when you can possess people like wow, i just yeah. did so much i just so much nonsense with that like you could do non lethal with that too and oh, yeah. so have yeah. a really good time yeah, hot when, body when, from when you body pop, to pop out body? of that
1: when you pop out of their you, back
2: you pop out of his back you choke him out after they've thrown up which can't be comfortable for them um, <laughs> oh
1: <boy. but laughs> the dlc also like one of the, some of the things that happened in the dlc that really like I had some very like shocking moments, uh, particularly with the uh, the uh, kill cam or the 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 because man I did some things with a knife to some people that just were rude. <laughs> they, were they were like rude. they were very rude. Uh, and then I started playing Dishonored too Ball once stabbing. I was done once I was done with that. And oh lord, that's a pretty game.
0: Yes, it is. much Oh, it's, it's much better so
1: yet. pretty. Um, and I love the fact that they. They've upped your capacity to do non lethal stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you can, like, before you had the drop assassinate where you, you you know, get some, jump on someone from a high, high, high distance and, uh, fucking, you know, take them out. But in Dishonored 1, you could only, you could only kill them, but you can non lethally take them out and there's an option when you're when you're sword dueling someone is if you if you hit them off balance you can transition that into either an assassination or a non-lethal takedown yep. and all of the animations and all of the things is really cool with that uh, the powers animations that I've gotten to play with uh, are cooler uh, than you're playing in- as uh, i'm playing as emily yeah yeah because yeah. Uh, you know what uh, oh look uh, your daughter has been captured and you have to get her back that's a plot of the first game uh,
0: <laughs> actually i was very happy that they explained very quickly why you're one or the other yeah uh but I, I i think it's really cool and i think i promise what's what's remarkable about the game because of whatever little i played it is that emily and corvo's powers are different they're they uh, are very yeah, different.
1: Yeah, I know. I noticed. I noticed Emily's power set was very different from what Corvo's had had been, uh, which which is I think that's a cool part of the mythos uh, because um, everyone gets different powers from the outside. Does outsider. Dow get different powers? Dow gets different powers. He doesn't get entirely different powers, right? But he gets some different powers. Like he has, uh, like part of his power set is the ability to summon assassins. Like he has his bros. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and like you are you have a couple of different powers that interact with that. You also have his ability to pull stuff, like you have have telekinesis. So yeah, I mean, that that's very fitting with the... Um,
2: Warlock is the sexiest class, I <laughs> that's it, what, it is. Is what I said.
1: Yeah. Power
0: is always free, and We're there are no, no consequences. Yeah. And vengeance yeah. is always the right yeah, answer. Yeah. Yes, I, uh, I but, agree. But
1: yeah, no, that, that fits in with the mythos. Um, and it also makes me very, very, very anticipate, I anticipate a great deal, the, it's not, it's not a DLC, it's actually a standalone, like, game that's not another, just straight up Dishonored game, uh, called Death of the Outsider, Mm -hmm. uh, where Dowd and another character who showed up in the DLC for Dishonored 1, uh, Billy Lurk, uh, Try and kill the goddamn outside. Yeah,
0: it's essentially kind of Dishonored Three without calling it Dishonored yeah, Three. Yeah,
1: well, it doesn't. It doesn't follow like Corvo or anybody. Right. Like, well, the the, the Dowd storyline in the DLC was actually a very strong, very cool storyline. Um, it actually introduced the villain, the main villain from. Dishonor Two is introduced in those. Oh,
0: cool! I did because I never played Dowd
2: stuff. Man, once I get my office set up, I gotta go back and play that because I've actually never played any of the Dishonored DLC. Oh, they're really good.
1: Oh, they're really I, good. I, I but, think, but it's weird because like it has that weird sort of disconnect that all of the, the Dishonored games tend to have. In that, you know, because it's a game where you can make multiple choices, they don't necessarily all make sense. Because at the end of the DLC, you take that villain out. Like she is. Oh yeah, she is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty done. By the end of it, and then she shows up at the beginning of the first of the second game, like nothing has happened. It's like yeah.
0: really, really. And Maybe I, Death of the Outsider may explain a little bit. It, of it that. might
1: explain a little bit. Then again, like sh- that that character is kind of a cockroach anyway. Yeah. uh it's, just, it's 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 part of her powers is is cheating death and whatnot. Yeah. So it's kind of explicable, but you put her down real hard like in, in the at the I end. I think
0: would definitely I think that's always been on my docket of uh, playing all Dishonored Dishonored 2 and having a big old conversation about yeah, it. Cuz we talk about Dishonored 1 have, yeah. and we love it and I think Dishonored 2 as a role playing game is oh, good. Yeah. Oh solid. The, uh, Like
1: I've already played through a couple of levels and the the level of choices and things that you can interact with like first right off the bat the first big thing that I, that, that is big and different from Dishonored 1 to Dishonored 2, is that you can have straight-up interactions with people, like mm-hmm. civilians. Yeah, you can have like, conversations. Like, I slipped into a bar, and there were people just, like, ch- shooting the shit, and we, ha- like, I talked to a few of them, and no one turned me in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one, no one raises fuss, until I tried to, like, steal money from the cash register, and then, you know... Well, everyone hates I mean. you forever! Yeah, exactly. Morrowind! Yeah. Morrowind! <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's kind of what I've been doing as far as my gaming. Yep. Uh, As that's concerned, I've got actually I've been trying to get an amber game together, which I need to do some more wheels on that. Yeah. uh, Which will probably be released in some method in which you can, you dear listeners, can consume it.
0: Yeah. Actually, that leads me sort of a topic. I'll I'll get into sort of there is some. Updates and some sort of revisions I want to do with Polyhedron and the overall sort of podcasting network that I'm kind of putting my putting my toe into. Um, so expect a lot of cool updates. The con- Polyhedron will still be here. We're still going to pump up the content like always. Would you guys like to
2: hear us play games? Would you guys enjoy that? I don't know. Why don't you tell us? Uh- if <laughs> if you guys want us to do a separate podcast where we roll we roll dice and our, our silly characters and stuff. I mean, I'm down for that. It'd be
1: cool. I think I think our our group has a lot of really top-tier role players and we could actually tell an, an
2: entertaining story. Right. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not a professional voice actor. I'm not physically attractive in any way and you're not going to get pretty pictures along with the vod or anything. But I am pretty good at pretending to be someone else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, there are, there's a whole bunch of other ones that there are a lot of I think we have a good enough setup now with a good enough like participants and role players mm-hmm. that we can make a good quality entertainment for people and put them on YouTube so people can kind of watch listen as they see. Now we're not going to plan on doing any video for that, but what we will have something visual aid for what yeah, you're listening video,
1: to. Video video is is turns out to be kind of a fuck. Yeah, uh, you, you need to have more expensive equipment than any of us are willing to able willing or able to shell out for, but we'll we'll put some some pretty pictures up. Plus, and-
2: most of you listen, I, as far as I've ever learned, most of you people don't actually, like, wouldn't sit and watch a video. You listen to us because we're a podcast, so, yeah. you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, I mean the only I- people that kind of made it big were, like, obviously Critical Role, but mm-hmm. those are all, uh, they're good-looking people because they're also... Professional voice actors, and oh. so they had the context necessary oh, to get no. the resources to get what they that. needed.
1: Not necessarily good-looking people, but anyway, um, and the C- <laughs> oh, ones, <shit>. yeah. ones <laughs> I've seen, ones I've seen, and uh, the C team and the acquisitioning. Uh, oh, acquisition those are
2: just some normal-looking. Most for the most normal part, looking they're normal-looking yeah.
1: people, but they're funny. Yeah, Jerry Holkins and Chris Straub and and like Kate Walsh and and all them.
0: And Mikey Newman was and on. Ma- it, too. Mikey
1: Newman was on it, and he was really uh, that. I felt kind of sorry for Mikey Newman on that on that episode.
0: Was he the guest on that? He one? He was the
1: guest on episode that that one, and it was kind of a weird place for their, them to have a guest. Oh no, he didn't really get to do much, and he, he like he was. I just felt a little
0: sorry for him. He, he may be back. He'll probably be. back. Uh,
1: hopefully he'll be back.
0: Uh, um. And so yeah, we. If you want to give us feedback on that, go to www. Uh, sorry, I apologize. Go to polyhedronpodcast at gmail Give us feedback on that, or tweet us at uh polyhedron cast. Or us individually, like it, me at BioImportance.
1: And me at
2: Devis Mokav. And me at Arduous. I'm not spelling it anymore.
0: Hmm. Hmm. You may want to. we got a lot of new listeners.
2: R-J-U-O-U-S.
0: And speaking of new listeners, guys, thank you very much. Our numbers are going up. Thank you very much. Please go to iTunes, Stitcher, give us five-star reviews. Oh, speaking of five-star reviews, we got a new one.
2: We Oh, <coughs> oh shit. Holy
0: shit. This one's on Stitcher, and it reads uh, from... Uh, Party underscore cannon is uh, pretty excellent for listening while you're driving. Love the show. Thank you awesome. very much, Party Cannon.
2: Thanks, Party Cannon. Thank you very you much. You really are a Party now, Cannon. Now,
1: is it, is it a cannon
0: that you shoot things out of, or is it like... I
2: believe it is a cannon which dispenses with a party yes. if, when you fire. It, it
0: is an apparatus in which parties are expelled from. All right. I I, I know you're kind,
1: then. <laughs>
2: I, I've, known many, I've known many of those in my day. Yep.
0: Uh, uh, and they're just delightful. Aren't they are they? delightful.
1: They're great to have around.
0: So please go iTunes, Stitcher, give us five star reviews. Tell us how you like uh, you like the show. Drop us an email. Give us things to discuss about. Also, because we have a lot of new listeners, where we've got some really cool things coming down the pipe. As I said, the next episode will be really. Interesting and very exciting. So please, if you like the show, go tell two friends. So they tell two friends. So they tell two friends. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the Amwaya podcast. Yay! No, I think
1: I like to think of it more like mitosis. Oh,
0: that right. We keep cell cell dividing. Cell dividing. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: many many polyhedrons. Soon we'll be our own. Species. We are multifaceted. We are very multifaceted. We are multifaceted. It is um, true.
0: Yeah. So please go out, review us, give us feedback. Um, And if you really want to become one of our bosses, go to patreon.com slash polyhedron. Throw it, kick us a buck, you'll never miss it, and you'll become one of our bosses and it'll really help the show. And, thanks to Scott, maybe t-shirts will be coming down the line at some point, now that I have a good one.
1: Fantastic. I love
0: it. So, from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where you funnest.
2: Go roll some dice.